Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sing, sing Africa, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Arsenal beat the crap out of West Ham and Ivory Coast are African champions. It's Monday, 12th of February. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Welcome, everybody, to the Football Ramble. It's, it's Monday. Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. I'm happy it's Monday. You Monday. get pleasure at a slam in the weekend shut, that's why. I think so. Yeah. Well, because if you don't do that, then you don't get the weekend again. Exactly. It all just merges into one. It's all that, like, I wish it could be Christmas every day nah. kind of guff. No. Do you sometimes kind of worry that you've slammed... Sorry, opened the uh, window door too hard on Friday mm. that it will never shut again. I'm concerned about those in different time zones. You bent the hinges. You bent the hinges. Yes. You can't close it again. <laughs> so everyone's hinges, partying yeah. non-stop. That's when we have a bank holiday. Yeah, mm. that's true, actually. Yeah. yeah, When you really come into your own. <laughs> yeah. As you know, bank holidays just appear out of nowhere in the calendar. Yeah. And that's when I've just sort of slammed it shut. But you've got to ask yourself. Did I mean to slam that shot? No, you didn't. Like that. But, you, but <laughs> if you want the rainbow, you've got to put up the rain. That's yeah. true. Monday through to Friday. Yeah. And then the weekend's here. And ironically as well, people love the weekend, but we don't really, we only do one mailbag show on the Saturday. Mm. So they, because we give it time to breathe. We do. Exactly. You know. Like a beautiful bottle of red wine. And then after the weekend, we're the pick-me-up. We are. I just say so. What was your highlight of the weekend, Luke Moore? So I, I've got two, if you don't mind. I don't mind, because there's only three of us. Exactly. Um, so uh, the first one's very, very quick. I just yeah. wanted to mention the 1,800 in mm. the end, Portsmouth fans. All right. Making the 700-mile, 13-hour round trip to Carlisle. Yeah. Amazing commitment, and a 1-0 win for their effort as well. Fantastic to see. I mean, 1,800 fans making that length of a way trip in League One is pretty incredible. I think yeah. you all agree. Um, and uh, I don't get a chance to talk about Portsmouth that much on the show. Top so. of League One. I know. Reversing up the Pompey They're Highway. Mate. They're flying. They're going to be in the championship yeah. next season. No, I'm not sure about that. They I are. They're probably going to get knocked out in the first round of playoffs. <laughs> um, my main highlight, though, is... Otherwise that, known as the semi-final. My main... Yeah, exactly. We got the first round. <laughs> yeah, because it feels so distant to the, the final. We got knocked out in the group stage. That's just a league. You didn't <laughs> yeah, qualify yeah, for it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> group stages again, was it? Yeah. Um, my main highlight, though, and this is absolutely true, and I, I thought of you guys instantly. I thought, I've got to mention this on the show tomorrow. And um, last night I turned the radio on at about right. seven, about quarter to eight at night, yeah. hoping to listen to the final of AFCON yeah. mm. on Five Live. Right. I thought I'm going to watch, I'll probably watch the game itself on TV, but I want to listen to the build up. Yeah. Uh, and sadly on Five Live, I was greeted by um, Turbo, Bellend, Robbie Savage. <laughs> Talking about you know, a particularly powerful brand of absolute shit on the radio. <laughs> so I flicked over to Talk Sport. Right. Thought, oh, maybe they've got it. Right. Maybe Five Live are doing 606, they're not covering it. Yeah. Maybe Talk Sport have got it. Right. Mm. Flicked over to Talk Sport, and I shit you not, <laughs> the moment I flicked over to Talk Sport, the right. very first thing I heard was mm. Alan Pardew discussing his favourite Janet Jackson album. <laughs> <laughs> There's something for everyone. 
It's a lovely selection box. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Uh, yeah, no, the, the one where she's nude on the front cover. Alan. Alan. We're talking about the music here. And, and I have no idea what is happening, but I pro- there were people out there who heard it as well. <laughs> yeah, let's start up some kind of support group about it. But because I saw, we saw Alan at the cottage on Saturday, which was one of my highlights. We saw parts, yeah. yeah um, and and I just thought to myself, how is he book ending my weekend like that? <laughs> Thank goodness there was a uh, a continental final. I know. After that, because as you say, for for that to be the last word on the footballing weekend would have been quite frankly a disgrace. <laughs> Did you stick on your favourite afterwards? Oh yeah, give me yeah. give me a real. Uh, I, I I was on Spotify all night after that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you do, don't tell us what his favourite one was. The, the only yeah. thing I can think of is they must have been talking about like Super Bowl halftime shows or. something. Something. Oh, oh man! Don't night. give us a reason for the season. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Peter, what was your highlight of the weekend? Um, noticing Ivan Tony's all new tattoos that oh, I completely oh, really? missed the first yeah. week. Is he's that what he's some, been doing? He's got. <laughs> he's he's had a lot of time while, off, and yeah. he's been doing a bit of scribbling. Yeah. But he's got like he's got like an, a time. I think eleven fifty nine something on his back. On right. his back of his neck, yeah, and he's got he loves New Year's Eve. He's, he's, he? words, he's got words written in the shape of the, and it looks. Rubbish. I've seen. I've seen it's a couple of. Rubbish. He's, but, he's also got a um, on his shoulder. Have you seen anywhere he's got his shoulder? Is it's, that what um, says the him or no? It's yeah, um, yeah. Captain Tom with a walking frame. <laughs> It's a bulldozer heading yeah. for a big spark. Uh, yeah. yeah, Captain Tom. And then the other shoulder, it's got how am I doing, boss? And uh, it's Captain Tom. Saying, it You're is. doing fine, son. Right. His manager saying, okay. you want to go where? Yeah. <laughs> and the other one's like to Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Yeah. My goodness. My goodness. Yeah. What's your highlight, Marcus? It just, it, well, uh, so. Seeing parts at the cottage. Going to, the going cottage, to see yeah. Fulham win with, with Luke Moore. Here, here I yeah. am. It was lovely. Okay. Yeah. Great company. Thank you. Company. Great company. Very kind of you. Yeah. Looking, looking out for the sting in the towel here. You didn't pick yeah. up a clapper and get involved like the rest of the Fulham no. fans. I like to carry myself, despite what you hear on this show, I do occasionally <laughs> like to carry myself with some semblance of dignity. But without a doubt, the uh, the, the correct answer is Ivory Coast winning the African Cup. Oh, Africans. come on. And that's where we go now. What a scene. 2-1, they beat Nigeria in the final. Turned um, it around, didn't they? Oh, but, but that's what they do. Yeah. That, I mean, this is... The whole tournament, they did that. I mean, you remember Ancelotti's Real Madrid when they, you know, all those series of comebacks before they then beat Liverpool in the final. Yeah. This is like that times 10. Yeah. Mm. It's, it, 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 you know, the, 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 they won their third African Cup of Nations in their history. And the first time the hosts have won it since 2006, mm. when, of course, Ivory Coast were beaten in... Uh, the final. Bearing in mind, Ivory Coast were beaten 4 0 by Equatorial Guinea three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, the guy, and the guy who basically scored, I think, a hat trick in that game got the golden boot. Which was amazing for yeah. him to come back to the stadium yeah. where it happened. Basically. And he looked amazing as well. His I, outfit was incredible. Yeah, he was he, yeah, the star of the show, one might say. Yeah. But I love the fact that he came back and everyone's going, Who's that guy? And he's like, Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember me, everybody? Look, it worked out well for both of us, well, didn't that's it? Right. I, I think that, like, you get your trophy, I get mine. It sets a precedent <laughs> for, like, um, you know, the tournament steward, sort of speak. We will, if we find you in the group stages yeah. we'll, we'll do alright well, I do know what Peter because so, Jean-Louis Gasset um, was obviously sacked what was he thinking did yeah. he turn up and they go oh, we did it didn't we <laughs> I don't think, I do, don't I, do I get a medal he must get he a medal he must get a medal surely <laughs> I mean, it most never com- happens. Open top pass parade. He'll be there. Not that he, gets, that he gets like a little um, car at the back on his own. He <laughs> must be the most confusing set of emotions. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. Because yeah. like, it's surely- hard to say it's like a foundation, can you? Like on the shoulders of my yeah. work. Because regardless of how badly it went, he still yeah. was responsible for the two points, that, or the three points they got on the group stage to go through. He yeah. got them through that group. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he did. Yeah. But like, that is it. Yeah. But you it's know, good I mean, stuff. I mean if, if it wasn't for the two late goals against Ghana, they'd have mm. been at, like it went through by the narrowest of margins. Mm. I also think that those of people who stayed up to watch the Super Bowl last night and were used to seeing the regular cutaways on the Taylor Swift cam, right. it's a massive letdown because if anyone who watched the AFCON final, you'd have been seeing cutaways of Carnu, of Drogba, of oh, Kalu all evening. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, they did, I don't think they clashed, did they? Time no, they didn't. But what I'm they, saying is it's a bit of a letdown. Right. You've already seen the, 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 the absolute ambassadors yeah. of African football. This is the level of NFL knowledge we have here I said to uh, uh, Pete and producer I was like who won the Super Bowl last night Finn went was it on last night (laughs) (laughs) yeah because that's brilliant because there's loads of marketing presentations out there saying that British people love the Super Bowl now and they they do to an extent as always I want to bit of balance. Uh, Pete's very dismissive of NFL. No, I'm not. I he just, was one of the marks before the show. He's very. Pete, it's, it's okay not to like something. I, yeah. I, I genuinely don't have any strong feelings. It happens. It doesn't need my help. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
but he's a clearly very, <laughs> I'm very wealthy and popular. About the I'm popping my head around the door. <laughs> I'm going, anybody need any help? No? Yeah. All right, can I have a look at that little computer you guys have in uh, the, the managers and stuff? Oh, yeah, little, little Microsoft Surface. Little sidekick, yeah. Yeah. There were some funny can plays, wasn't there? Yeah. Putting some set plays. I very much enjoyed, speaking of cutaways to the crowd, I very much enjoyed my favourite first lady of African countries, I guess. Over Africa. This is going to be interesting. Well, I was going to say African football. She's not really in football, but um, the president's uh, wife, Dominic Katara, uh, yeah. the uh, Ivory Coast's uh, partner, yeah, who is uh, looks about forty and she's in- inexplicably seventy. But um, my highlight was uh, remembering that she did do a photo shoot with a child. Uh, Serene Latifah right. uh, dressed as her uh, with wig well worth checking out give like it a that. Google <laughs> yeah I like uh, that a, a little lady a little a little girl yeah. dressed like uh, a 70 year old lady it's brilliant it's, it is brilliant she, I think she, is she Algerian if I'm correct uh, I, I, I don't know from, where from she's Algeria. from but right okay but yeah. she's married to the president of, of Ivory, Ivory Coast, Coast of course yeah. who is a year older than Big Joe Biden <laughs> yeah and looks every day of that <laughs> he made sure he got into photos didn't he oh, yeah. but, but it's interesting though we, we, I mean look we're, we're talking about Ivorian politics something let's that we're, the all, game. we're all well Again. qualified to talk yeah, about let's do the game but I'd rather talk about Ivorian politics than the NFL <laughs> or, completely or, honest or British politics, <laughs> yeah. British politics. Um, but I mean it is an interesting one you know as, as I say the, the, the man who, whose um, stuff you should all read around African companies of course Jonathan Wilson he was there and he talks about a bit of controversy uh, they spent estimated about a billion pounds Ooh, on this tournament. Stadium looked right. good. Well, they, a bit of infrastructure and so on, and they think, is it worth it? This is Never a, is. Well, <laughs> Never is, is yeah, it? Yeah, and, and obviously Ivory Coast, civil war only 13 years ago, mm. um, yeah. and there's, there's conflicts and, and all sorts. And, and by the way, Didier Drogba sometimes doesn't get credit in this country um, for, for doing um, a lot of philanthropic uh, work out in, in Ivory mm. Coast, and also very political, like trying to bridge, uh, you know, build bridges, quite mm. frankly. You know, yeah, frankly speaking, like he so. did at the top line of Chelsea. I think I think I might have the book wrong, but I hope I don't. I read it years ago. It's a book called Africa United by Steve Bloomfield, right? And it's the subtitle of it is how how football explains Africa. And I think if it's the book I'm thinking of, Drogba comes away with an enormous amount of credit, and he and he should do, yeah. And it it was his team, you know, it's about unifying the different religious factions in different parts of the country. That's right, and 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 have been incredibly fractious over Mm. the years, as we say. It was only 13 years ago when when you know the the civil war kind of ended. Uh, and it's not been completely uh, peaceful since then. But um, the fact is that this Ivory Coast team, they did play in, in what was the former capital of the sort of the rebel territory, if you yeah. like, mm. uh, in, in this run to the final. Mm. And I think there has been, and again, it's just football. You know, I said this when Argentina won the World Cup. Um, that won't have any effect on inflation in Argentina, which is no. currently like a hundred percent or over hundred. Well, generally, generally speaking, they don't. I mean, the, the people don't. The countries don't tend to bid for these big events so much now because it's it's an absolute yeah. money fallacy. But yeah. today, though, Ivory Coast will feel more Amazing. united than course, it's ever been course, in, yeah, yeah. in goodness knows how long. And it was a great it was a great turnaround by them because obviously they went down to a pretty good strong header by William Truce Decon. Oh, what a header it who, was! Who, I think he got awarded the Player of the Tournament, didn't he? He's been brilliant. Yeah, what yeah. ex Watford as well. <clears throat> yeah. Um yeah. as you said, he absolutely dinner moneyed Sergio. Oh. And that's as soon thing. as he as soon as that ball went up in the air and you saw him look at it, you thought it, it, unless you, you, you're, you're asking the crossbar to do Ivory Coast a favour there. You know? you, yeah, if you're, a good, if you're good at heading the ball and you're yeah. a big, strong lad, you want to be up against a fullback. Yeah. Because mm. fullbacks, I mean, despite the fact they've got a completely different role now, they're just not traditionally mm. big, strong guys. But it's a tricky one because he's got the run on him. He has, yeah, of course. And, and the, the leap and boof. And, yeah. and you, you were concerned, but of course, with the pedigree Ivory Coast have shown in the um, knockouts, very much since uh, Mersey Faye has been in charge, mm. They, they they don't know when they're beaten. Mm. They've just been. It's been incredible. It's been a wonderful tournament, and and as I say, you know, the, the, I said on was it Friday, you had two of the heavyweights in the final because mm. Ivory Coast were fancied before the tournament, as you would imagine. Home nation, a lot of good players. Yeah, and and very close to to buggering it all up, but they but they got through there. But the way they came back, and they were the better side. All the stats showed it. Much more mm. possession, much more sorts. They were they were brilliant. And Nigeria did sort of understandably think, let's be solid. And Nigeria, they were a little bit, um, obviously didn't win the tournament, but a little bit France 2018, but without a 4-3 against Argentina, if you mm. will, in there. Mm. It was like, let's be quite machine-like and let's do it and let our quality show. And I totally get that. But when you hear that the manager, Jose um, Pechero, was once described as my best friend in football by Jose Mourinho, you yeah. think, yeah, I'm glad he lost. Yeah. Still waters run deep. <laughs> Although Mourinho wasn't there. No. And he's not got a lot on at the moment. No, he should have been uh, Get and support your mate. He should have been down there. I mean... Um, Dress up as an Ivorian first lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so confusing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a very disrespectful yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. And every time someone asks you why you do it, just say... 
I prefer not to speak. If I speak, I'm in <laughs> if trouble. I speak, I'm in trouble. Yeah, but it um, wouldn't be the top 10 worst things he's done. <laughs> what about a word for Sebastian Allaire? We've got to. We've got to give him a word. It More was, than a word. It was incredible, wasn't it? Diagnosed with testicular cancer course in July 2022 after signing for Dortmund, undergoing two surgeries and a number of cycles of chemotherapy. So to... Very efficient. Like, you well, know, a year and a half and you're like, right, I'm scared. Yeah, I'm winning the African Cup of Nations. I'm winning the African Cup of Nations. I mean, he's not even playing that much for Dortmund at the moment yeah. or, doing, or, or doing too well. But I mean, that obviously pales into the significance of what we just said. The fact is, you know, without being sort of too cliched about it, the mere fact that he, he recovers and then gets back on a football mm. pitch mm. Isn't, isn't a victory in itself. But to score the winning goal... Deft little touch as oh, well. Oh, it was uh, Ricardo Munez. Yes, it was a form. bit. Do you, but do you think he meant that or do you think he's just trying to get anything on it? Well, but but... But the two go hand in hand. Yeah. It's a bit like if you rifle one in, it's a volley and you smash it as hard as you can. Obviously, you're aiming for a part of the goal where the goalkeeper's going to struggle. But I mean, did you mean to hit it in off the bar or perfectly in the top corner? Well, the fact is it went in there. It's about margins. But it was glorious. And I think for him, you know, it was almost a bit of a tale of two strikers, actually, with with Allaire and... um, and with Ossiman, now Ossiman's one of the best or top strikers, we could say best or top strikers in, in, in world football right now. And Nigeria obviously very keen for him to be in the side. But I mean, when he injured himself, he was hobbling around the mm. park. And at times they've really rushed him back. And you understand why. You know, if, if, if Kane was injured for England, you know, a 70% fit Kane, you know, we'd be like, well, well stick it. He's got to stay on anyway. So, so, so you get that. Whereas Alaire... Um, wasn't really present too much in the group stages due to injury. He was he was brought back in there. He made a difference when he came on in in, in one or two of the of the knockout rounds. So for him to be really their main striker to get that goal and to play the whole game was wonderful. You saw the yeah. celebrations as well because again the pressure that they feel. You know, obviously players in this country and other European countries have pressure, but when you're a big star who plays in European football. I think the kind of pressure and the kind of expectation on you is is something again we can't really, really kind of understand here. Yeah, definitely for, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, and and you know, Carlo Torre was talking about that on yeah. the on the BBC, of course. Nice to see Carlo back. It was, wasn't it? it is. Bit of time off uh, posing the being an estate agent. <laughs> is that what he did? Is that Carlo? Yeah, he was. Remember the fight of him behind the shower yeah, curtain, having, yeah. having a peek around. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah. Talking about his favourite Janet Jackson album. <laughs> <laughs> Singing it in the shower. Yeah. Oh dear. It's all for you. Uh, that's what he was doing. Well, you're loving it though. When Nigeria scored, you saw Nwank Wakano celebrating. Yeah, that's great. It was yeah. that was nice because he is starting to look quite old now. Yeah. yeah. What well, he must be? What 45 now? <laughs> he got wheeled away from the FA Cup final in the wheelchair. That's all you need to know. <laughs> My goodness. Legend uh, after legend scoring the, the winner in that game. Exactly. Legend of the game. But what was really lovely was Didier Drogba. The the kind of vibe he had was as if he was the president of the country. <laughs> the way they kept going to him and, and yeah. then you know oh, I was it was. It, it was, was wonderful. It was a wonderful end to a brilliant tournament. Yeah. A lot of drama. It's good to see um, Roman Williams pick up his award and, and, and save a couple yeah. more penalties in the third place and redeem himself yeah, yeah, in totally, some small totally. way. Um, it was just great stuff all around. What yeah. I didn't like, I found particularly unedifying that, um, that, you know, did you see the point where I think it's the head of African football, mm. the Ivorian president, and Infantino all yeah. holding the trophy together to be a part of the, uh, the photo. It's just like so needed, in, so yeah, pathetic. But you know what, though? I He's wonder. an absolute fucking prick, Infantino. He is. He's a total prick. I wonder, though, if this is maybe a clash of, of sort of cultures or regions or whatever, because in, in Europe, and I would hope that we were united on that for a change, mm. that, that we look at that in Infantino, it's just like, let them do the trophy. But I wonder if in, in other parts of the world, like, my goodness, the head of FIFA's here. And he's involved in presenting the trophy, and it gives it a bit more gravitas. Mm. Very easy, it's very easy I, I, to have I, a European I, lens on these or, things. Or, or more likely, Infantino's probably saying, I can get away with a lot more than I can get away with in Europe, oh, so I'll do whatever I want. I'm not talking about. I, yeah, look, you know what I think of that wanker. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he is the man who has. Uh, was, it, uh, was it Infantino? Or, I think it's Infantino who's basically made sure that Africa have more. The World Cup's now bigger, and they have more places at the yeah, World Cup yeah. so again but he may could, well be seen as. but what's wrong with just being dignified about it and saying and, say, and yeah. saying thank this you very much for us. that but this is about the footballers who've won the trophy it was when he brought me. out Salt Bay that was taking yeah. the piss um, thank, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for this but um, the Ivorian country have spent a billion pounds here so maybe they get to do the five second thing of giving the trophy oh, don't over. worry the president got his photos with the team I also yeah massive I also want that trophy to be bigger yeah 
It's, it's a, a nice great trophy, trophy but it's not big enough. Ah. It needs to be bigger. I don't. I, well, I mean, look to the um, the Asian Cup uh, for me, and we're going to come on and briefly mm. talk about it. I think that's a better cup. If I'm completely I honest, I quite like the African. There's, there's probably a bit of inflation when it comes to trophy sizes happening. Mm. Everyone's getting bigger and bolder and all the rest of it. I just think it looks. It's a great design of trophy. Yep. Yeah. I particularly like the top scorer trophy as well, the way it was styled. Mm. But I think it's the design is good, but the size isn't it's similar to World Cup size. It's not commensurate. I think it's smaller than the World Cup. It's quality, not quantity. Possibly. Mm. Possibly. Yeah. That's what they'll say. In the Asian Cup, um, Qatar won. Retaining again, the trophy. Again, yeah. Because yeah. people sort of think, oh, yeah. but they won it in 2019. It's a legacy of that World Cup. Yeah, they didn't, obviously. Yeah, the World Cup might be the forgotten tournament in between these two. Mm. I hated the um, the celebration the, uh, that um, Akram Afif did. Mm. I hated it. He Why? did a, he did what, a magic, the, trick. The magic trick. He pulled a deck of cards out of his sock. I, I think he pulled one card. Oh, was it one I card? think it was a picture of himself, was it? Right. It was like it was... a sort of trading card of himself, was it? Yeah. And then he flicked something and, you know, he's... He does look like the Queen of Hearts, though, doesn't he? <laughs> you know, you know how I feel about um, people Joker. buying uh, buying tricks off the internet. Because like most magicians who do oh, tricks and stuff, again, they just buy shit off the internet and they just do it and they practice with it fine. But they didn't make that magic trick, did they? No. So that that's what I find offensive. It's one of the weirdest heels you've died on yet. I'd say that was a magic trick. Yeah, I mean, I would say that like. By the time it got to the third penalty in this match, yep. I was like, Gordon Ramsay, finally some good fucking food. Because the first two, <laughs> the first two, this wasn't much in them, was there, really? I mean, Actually, just... the moment I switched on to the Super Bowl last night, apparently the crowd booed because Ramsay was on the screen there. Was he? Was he? <laughs> A little Brilliant. bit, uh, you're yeah. Like your yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But the stones of, of, of obviously the opening um, strike, the opening um, penalty, it was very savable. Mm. It was a shitty run up. It was hardly any contact on the penalty, and it's twenty minutes in the storms to do the magic trick. Then I know, bearing in mind, you know, that he could have had a, a you know a few more chances. It's a to bit do like it, um, it's a bit like when Douglas Louise shaked his boobs at the crowd yeah. when he scores, which yeah. we'll come on to, I'm sure. But like, it's a bit, a bit premature for that. Exactly, it's, like, it's a whole Neil Mopai thing all over again. Yeah, stop doing premature celebrations. If know. you've got a pre-designed one that's actually really impactful, yeah. Maybe do it at the end. I don't think it was that pre-designed. I think it was just in the moment. It was. It was a real. Well, he put a card in his sock. No, Douglas Louise. Oh, right. I don't, I'm not sure that he got it. Out of his sock. He sort of pointed to the crowd, so I I didn't see. Um, I think he pointed to somebody, so maybe somebody in the crowd sort of gave him it. I don't know. Gentlemen, yeah. let us go to the Premier League. Uh, West Ham fans were hoping we'd run out of time. Oh, yeah. bad, yeah. This is amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> West Ham United, zero. Arsenal, six. Um, West Ham's joint heaviest home defeat in the league in their history. And Arsenal's biggest Premier League away win. It's just good that West Ham have got a really defensive manager who knows how to save a team, isn't it? They also, um, the fans took it well. <laughs> leaving at half-time. Both in the stadium and on Twitter. You would yeah. be. Though, wouldn't you and, and, you would mean, be leaving at half-time. It was so funny exactly because I inadvertently started a big debate on Twitter with some people who follow me about... Inadvertently. Debate. Debate. <laughs> 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 there was a poll. I, w- I went into that. a nightclub with throwing elbows and I started to debate. <laughs> I just wanted to broaden the debate. You want to broaden yeah. the debate. No, they, well, no, I'll tell you, let me give it some context because um, they were arguing between themselves about whether the booing of Declan Rice right. from the first minute was ironic or not. Right. Right. That's I, fair, isn't and it? And I, I thought... Everything I know about the West Ham fans mm. I know means it's probably not The thing ironic. is, with, with ironic humour, right, often the tone of someone's voice is key <laughs> yeah. to the irony, right? Boo! Fucking boo! Boo! <laughs> yes, yeah, again, the tone of a boo is... Al Murray <laughs> plays the one, the two, so... Yeah, that's true. That yeah. is true. He's they're, good... not, they're not all ironic, <laughs> ironic, are they? He's a beautiful British comedian. He's a beautiful British he comedian. Can't, he can't control who buys the tickets, to be no. fair to him. No. No. Yeah, you can change your act. Um... <laughs> I, all right. He does podcasts now. Is he? he? Does. Oh, yeah. We enjoyed him. Uh, performance of his. Nice fella. We did. Nice fella. Yeah. He, he asked Luke well, what he did for a living, and Luke told him he was a postman. Yeah, I just couldn't be asked to get into it. <laughs> I thought, you know, I thought it was a really good move. The postman it thing is, yeah. I said to him was because he can't slag that off. Yeah. Because, right. Because if I important. say, well, I'll do fucking podcasts, I'm, I'm toast. He'll right? have some Royal Mail equipment. No, but he, he can't he slag off. He wasn't in postman. full character, though, was he? But the thing is, you can't slag off or diminish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working traditional working class jobs that are really important. So that's why I did it. I pretend. Hang on, you cosplayed as a as a commoner for about ten seconds for the sake of not. No, being, I am a being commoner. I cosplay as a postman. <laughs> you were a commoner. I had a paper round. Um, uh, <laughs> I think I full credit to you there, Luke, because Thank I remember you. being very Pink generous with, that, with with Luke. I said porn star. With fucking yeah. hell, he'd have believed you as well. Yeah. With what you're wearing today? No further questions. No, exactly. I'll yeah. believe yeah. That Obviously, there. you are. Sorry, I don't know why I asked. Yeah, indeed. Um, I'm wearing but, a woolen suit. Yeah, I know you are. That's not wiped clean, is it? Come on. 
No, Carry on. That's true. But West Ham haven't won since they beat Arsenal two 0 in December. I mean, I mean, to be absolutely <laughs> fair, yeah. This is going to cost David Moyes' job. West Ham were appalling. <laughs> it was appallingly <laughs> bad. It was the Saka goal where he where he cut in and just <laughs> rifled the, the ball home, where Ariola looked as if to say, "Well, pff, obviously he's going to score." I mean, he didn't. Yeah. He, 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 he just wrong footed. But the, it's the body language. So. It was that 15-minute period before half-time. Yeah, there was, that, was that. so bad. Yeah, I'm but... surprised Southgate didn't leave at half-time. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah, I've got all, I've got all I want out yeah. of this. Um, but when Saka scores that goal, again, I mean, the damage is well and truly done before then. But His, second, his goal, obviously, the first one was a penalty. Yes, he? of course, yeah, his second goal. Um, again, it's the body language. It's it's everything. You know, Look, Saka can cut inside and rifle one into the corner against you, OK? There's no... Yeah, that happens. There's yeah. no shame There's no on shame that. One of the best players in the league does that. But when he does that, it did. I mean, I wouldn't even say it's training ground because if that happens on the training ground, you'd be saying, "Come on, lads, yeah. do you want to play on Saturday or not?" Yeah, it was so Sunday, bad. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad that yeah, they, terrible, they really yeah. did down tools there. Yeah, and very worrying. Mm. And I understand it must be very difficult if you're in that type of game when you are getting absolutely pumped by a side who are playing great stuff and are, and are really like, almost like starting their march now for, for, for yeah, the but title. I think, uh, yeah. it, but still, there is no excuse. You can, you can be outplayed by Arsenal. They're yeah. a good team. We know that. But the thing is, they were totally outbullied by them. But you know, it was it, pride it was, well. it was It was great that the officer, both the centre-backs scored goals, you know, from like kind of penalty area situations. Mm. You know, um, Odegaard and Rice particularly had the run of the, run of the pitch. They didn't make it tough for Saka. A lot you of know. idling around like just outside yeah. their own box and stuff. And you can sort of look at something like, you can sort of, sort of blame injuries for, for, <clears> for, for players um, not looking their best. And, and, and But at the end of the day, David Moyes has to build a team and he has to build a squad and he and, hasn't done that. Point, my, he doesn't have any alternatives. And my point, time. and my point about the whole Declan Rice thing is, like, we all know what West Ham fans can can be like. Mm. So it's quite hard for me to believe straight off the bat they've all turned to some kind of collective Seinfeld well, some type were, character some were saying, in think, their ironic booing. What was it? I mean, was it maybe even Arteta himself? But somebody was saying that uh, that there were some fans clapping Rice when he was going over to take a corner. No, and and that, that, so to be fair, when he scored, they were quite. They cut to the camp, yeah. cut to the crowd. The ones that were still there. Um, there were quite a lot of people kind of clapping, going "great goal" kind of thing. I'm sure that it would be. I know we often talk about minorities yeah. in fans and so Fuck on. Fucking me, left boom. I don't care. <laughs> they were, they were, they were, I don't care either. No. I, don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's a big thing. He did that. No, he did that apologetic yeah. celebration, yeah. which really has come back into fashion. We even but saw with it. With Rice, in... you can almost excuse it. He came through the academy. No, no, no. He's the captain of the team. Yeah, but but again, it's the apology of it. It's no, you've you've meant to do that. You wanted to score. You want the team you currently play for to beat your old team. Do you know why? Because you've been paid to do it, and that's that shows you're a professional. Don't apologise. Don't celebrate. That's different. Mm. With with being being um, quick handshake, uh, run back to the pathway. Yeah, line. exactly. Yeah. It's I, the I, hands up a, apology. It's are you allowed a fist? But are you allowed a fist? Like yes. Yeah, I think you can do. Are you allowed a little fist? Do do one that you go to the up up to, but not over the 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 limit of acceptability with your fist pump. Hang on. Here we go. So let's see what's acceptable right, and what isn't. Right. Because I think you do He's have to take his one. blazer off. You cut this yeah. down, Finn, for the audio bit. Yeah. <sighs> so you've, t- you've tucked your hands into your yeah. jumper. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. What's going on? So there? you score. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that might look like a piss take. <laughs> Got all four corners of the stage. Give it that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you, then that. You're going to have to follow us on socials if you want to get the full <laughs> thing picture of Pete's. Yeah. And who, what club are you doing that to? Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm playing with Sunderland. No, you, you, after an own goal. Yeah, after an own goal. <laughs> Surely it'll be a third round tie against Hartlepool yeah. United after yeah, you've gone 5-0 yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. The, the relegates the club. Mm. <laughs> Inex- inexplicably from yeah. the, the FA Cup. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't no, believe it. It's like, it, it was, they needed the money. They needed the money for the replay. No, you put them out of business. It's <laughs> not, not relegated. <laughs> so you're celebrating in each four corners because you've put Hartlepool <laughs> out, and out. Newcastle out yeah. of business at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And have you wet your pants at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, that's just something I choose to do anyway. Yeah, you just wet your pants. Oh, Less um, um, fluid to carry around the pitch. True. What yeah. a genius. Once again, a step ahead of everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, what about David Moyes? Um, yeah. At the time of recording, he's still West Ham manager. I don't think... think he will be by the end of the... No, I don't, Peter. Actually. I think that he'll still be there come the end of the season. Right. I don't think this will cost him his job. Mm. I understand that is a damning loss. But 
I think that's more on the players than Moyes. Because that, I know Moyes says this is a cliche thing. And I'm not saying Moyes should be there beyond the summer. Again, we t- we had that debate about um, um, Moyes at West Ham and I totally understand why some of the fans don't like the football they're playing and, and, and so on. But they are still, despite that, in a healthy league position. Um, they're still, uh, you know, in, in, in European football. So I, I don't think, and I'm trying to think this from, from the owner's perspective, I don't think he'll be sacked. Well, the These owners, words could be clipped and used against me in about the, three hours' time. But I the owners have got to take their share of responsibility because they're still in the situation where Moyes has got a few months left in his contract. Mm. There's no clarity about what's happening. Yeah. So I don't think that's the reason they got whopped at home to Arsenal. But at the same time, you know, the leadership and the clarity of vision does mm-hmm. come from the top. Yeah. And they've and this saga around Moyes' contract has been going on for months. Mm. And what it looks to me like, if if, if you that, could, that you figures could, getting dialed down by the you, second, isn't it? You, <laughs> could, you could interpret exactly. You could interpret this as going well. Maybe they're just happy for him to be a custodian for the rest of the season, and then they're going to stay in the league, and they'll see what's going to happen in the summer. Mm. But if that's the case, mm-hmm. they've down tools. So why wouldn't the players down tools? Well, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm saying that, that that's what I expect to happen. I don't think there's. No, it's, but, it's not a Palace and Hodgson it, situation. No, but it. it's about the impression the board are giving. It's a, it's an indecisive yeah. situation that they're overseeing. So if they're going to be indecisive, it's, yeah. it's, it's been like five matches they've been playing really poorly, and and that's a and they've lost key players as season. well. Yeah. and they didn't strengthen in January, did yeah. they? Uh, yeah, indeed. I mean, but. But, but that's why on... they're playing so many players out of position. They haven't, won, they haven't won this year. But let's have a quick word on Arsenal, though, because Arsenal of late have been playing some great stuff. You know, that win against Liverpool obviously got them going. This is a huge victory. And what, what really is, it is important because there's two points separates them from, from Liverpool and Man City are in there, of course, is goal difference could, could be a, a factor here. I mean, so that, that brings them up to almost parity with them, yeah. Exactly. Um, so it, it's a huge win. They've won four on the bounce now. And if they are hitting form, which it appears they are. It's the right time to do it. Definitely. You know, we're now sort of approaching mid-February. Mm-hmm. Arsenal, I think they are ramping it up now. They look, and, and, and another thing as well, they look great on set pieces. So if you're good on set pieces, you've always got a chance. So I find this very intriguing. Arsenal are well and truly in the title race, whereas maybe just a handful of games ago when they were beaten by Fulham, you know, we watched that game and they were, it was a very, very abject performance for it Arsenal. Was, yeah. You think, oh, are they dropping off now? Are they going to have to kind of battle it out for, say, third, which is obviously, you know, they're not too worried about Spurs and, and Villa at the moment. But now they're right, they're right in it. And, and the, the, the fixture that sticks out to me for a couple of reasons is the one on the 31st of March against Man City yeah. away. Yeah. Because obviously last season when they had their almost unexpected tilt at the title... It came unstuck for them against Manchester City, didn't it? And it'll be interesting to see what they've learned from that and if they are improved from last year. Um, because to me, and you know, obviously speaking of clipping things up and, and it coming back to haunt you, I think they'll come up just short again. But it will be a fascinating uh, insight to see how they've learned from the disappointment of last season. And that game seems like the one that they'll have to do it in. I mean, you know, you look at the other games they've got ahead of that. They've got like Chelsea at home, but I mean, you'd expect them to win that. Uh, they've got Newcastle at home. I'll be at that game. I'm going to go and watch mm. that one, and I think they'll win that as well. So look, at, look out for Luke if you go into that one. Yeah, I'll be maybe maybe it might be the highlight of the of the of the evening because I think it's a Saturday night game. Mm. I will be maybe one of the warm up kind of nice little punctuations to to to, yeah. to witness while you're at the game. Uh, oh, I saw Luke from the Ramble at the game on Saturday. Yeah, people go, who's Luke? Don't know, fat guy on on the, on the podcast, mm-hmm. and and that's a conversational starter, isn't it? Exactly, it's an icebreaker yeah. for you I around your so. dinner party in the North London area. Yeah. Yeah. What more do you want, everybody? Yeah. All right, coming up in the second half, we have uh, Manchester United, Sheffield United and Kevin Keegan. See you in a moment. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Um, human beings sometimes need to get punished. Sometimes human beings need to be punished. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Come. oh, Jürgen, we will miss you. Yeah. Um, but presumably he'll still be doing that um, well, into, else, yeah. well into later life. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, thanks to friend of the Ramble, Alex, for choosing that clip. You can become a friend of the Ramble too by heading over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble as well as getting every single episode of the Football Ramble on the continent and up front completely ad-free You'll also have access to the Football Ramble Discord, where you can chat with fellow ramblers. And with me, I'm always on there. Yes, uh, we actually had a glowing review on Friday from uh, new patron subscriber Alex, who said, My friend of the ramble content starts with the Nations League, WTF. Yeah, no, get used to it, mate. <laughs> get used to it. More that, more that came from. Yeah, so as I say, head to patreon.com forward slash football ramble for more of that juicy content. All right, then. We've got uh, a message, guys. Oh, no. An email. Yeah, it's not the bill, is it? Pete's reading it makes me think, <laughs> yeah. what is this about? It's a good point, actually. Um, from George Young. Thank you, George. Uh, what hole, Ramblers? I know I'm probably rising the bit after your gentle mocking of Keegan's upcoming appearance in the Scunthorpe car showroom, but I don't know if people realise that he's actually helping out a club, which is in a really sticky situation at the moment. Our last but one owner took us out of the Football League after 70 years, a decade after we were playing and beating Newcastle in the Championship. He then took sole ownership of our ground before selling the club to someone who ran up even more debts before announcing he would re- withdraw all funding from the club. We were very fortunate to have been rescued four months ago by a local consortium uh, led by the wonderful and Michelle Hannes, who are working wonders to turn around a situation where we were over £1 million in debt and didn't own our own ground. Uh, the use of the car showroom for Keegan's Talk has been donated by one of the club's directors to save on the cost of hiring a venue, so that more of the proceeds go to um, SUFC. Uh, the club is still under transfer embargo due to legacy debts, and the time that Keegan is giving up will go a long way to helping get us back on an even keel. I know you all love Keegan, really. I just want to highlight how grateful Iron fans are that he's helping us in such a difficult time, and to remind everyone of how the pitiful regulation of football allows rogue owners to destroy community clubs with proud histories, up the iron, down with the tyrants, and forts a ramble. Thank you very much for emailing in and yeah. painstakingly yeah, letting us know because mm. essentially most people on X formerly known as Twitter it was just abuse. Mm. Don't right. you know this? Don't you know that? Oy! Right. So it's good to know. We didn't know that no. before. How we didn't know why Kevin was doing it. Yeah. And and to be, Ke- Ke- to be honest, Kevin's been a bit weird lately. <laughs> we just see Kevin Keegan doing something funny and just talk about mm. it. That's yeah. how it goes. Mm. Yeah. But it's good to get the clarification. Indeed it? Yeah. it is, yeah. So credit to Keegan and uh, and all the best to uh, Scunthorpe as well. Absolutely. Yeah. The last thing you want is football clubs to be going through all that nonsense. And, and, and these, Reading. And these... I, I look I looked him up um over the weekend when I um when we when I heard about it and um they've got a manager called Jimmy Dean. Ooh, which like is very it. interesting. Yeah. Very happy with that. Yeah. He he can't be calling himself James Dean, can he? <laughs> yeah, but people do sometimes refer to James Dean as Jimmy Dean. I know. So he's, I, I hope he looks Good because otherwise he's going to be able to let that looks good. And if not, I hope he tastes good. <laughs> Aston Villa one, Manchester United two. Did that taste good to you, Pete? That result? Um, it depends on whether Marcus is going to mention a certain defender in the next sentence. Uh, well, I, we know your your hatred for Aston Villa and all of Birmingham 
Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, naturally, I enjoyed this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had to smuggle you out the venue when we did a Birmingham what, live show that what time. Are, what are Aston Villa doing? <laughs> they're, yeah, they're having a bit. I mean. It's, Emery it's such was, an unwelcome time to really lose form. Yeah, they're they're falling away in the title race, aren't they? Um, <laughs> Emery was pleased with the result, and, uh, not the result. He wasn't pleased with the result. He was mm. pleased with the performance. You can the, understand the why, even. because on another day they don't lose that game, quite frankly. But when <laughs> Play it then then yeah, but when you have a player like Harry Maguire at the back, who, oh, who, who of course was was player of the match, it's very difficult, of course, to break down that defence. I don't see how he can be player of the match when I may not have gave up so many chances. Mm. It's not his fault. It, why, who's deciding <laughs> that though? You deciding that? Look, I, I didn't decide who player on of the match. On another day, Villa scored six goals. I mm. you know, I gave up so many chances. It's unbelievable. Is Again, it only, how do players in the match actually sort of uh, get get? You know, man of the match get get sort sorted. Is it kind of like were. is it the broadcast? Gary Neville scribbles it down on a piece of paper. But is it? that yeah? But is do different broadcasts have different man of the matches? Opta do a different one. So Opta, the matches. So Opta's one will would generally be different on stats. It'll be it'll be literally based in fact. So I'm, I'm looking at it now the Opta stats. The Opta man of the match for the main last the main game was actually given to Diogo Dallo. Well, let's keep that with that um, one then. Okay, because that's based in fact. Well, I can remember back in not the, just vibe. Back in the nineties, you, I think you guys remember this, Marcus. You'll definitely remember it. They used to let the um, viewers Why? vote. Right. Oh yeah, and it used to be Jamie Redknapp every week. <laughs> well, they used to they they used to do that for England as well mm. until um, Joe Hart was given man of the match when England beat San Marino like six 0 or something. Mm. All right, you can't be trusted, can you? Yeah. Okay, so you've got four candidates. And, and that's, you sound that's, really upset. And before we know, and before well, we know it, it's Brexit's happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Don't Peter. give people a voice. Exactly. Boy McBoatface. I started with that. All right, that was Blue a, Peter. Yeah. Dog. Okay, it's mixed bag. Be a dictatorship <laughs> under Pete Donaldson. That's Correct. what you want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it'll be it'll be unsettling, but ultimately Pete's a good person. Think of the statues, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. That'd be graphic. Pete did say on Friday's show that everything is depressing. I know. Yeah, he believes so. that. Let's make it worse. Pete's the most nihilistic <laughs> man I know. Let's make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> is that your campaign, uh, yeah, Barrett? Pete Donaldson. Let's Pete make shit, it let's worse. Make it shitter. But yeah. on this game, it's difficult to know whether the wheels are fully coming off Villa because they've only won one game this year. Um, <clears throat> And it's, as you've said, it's a terrible time to be losing your form and it looks like, I said on Friday, we'll, be, we'll find out a lot this week, this weekend about whether Aston Villa are going to get back on an even keel because their home record have been so good and they've, now mm-hmm. they've lost a one or two at home. But that performance doesn't look like it's... It was fine. Got, like, yeah. it, that's, the, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to have a dig at Harry Maguire or you mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm actually just making the point that on another day... Mm-hmm. Aston Villa win that game because they had so many chances. And Arna was on good form. He was as on well. great form. Yeah. yeah, I mean Watkins will be disappointed he didn't score. That save from McGinney made, and that save from Watkins was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, ultimately they've lost the game. But this can happen. I mean, again, Villa are having a very good season. Let's not be silly. They're, they're fifth. They're a point off fourth spot. Um, so you know, obviously they would have taken that. Blah 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 blah. blah. But it's 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 also a, a touch disappointing how well they've been. But inevitably, if you look at some of the squads and some of the teams around them, it's very very difficult to um, to keep pace. And when they come up against a team who have got Rasmus Hoyland in form, he's mm, been great for them, hasn't he? Then, then, then what can you do? He scored again, Peter. I'm very happy it happened. I don't endorse a piggyback. Right. <laughs> Dangerous. Dangerous. What, what? Think of the player's knees. The thing I like about Rasmus Hoyland is, is, is how uncool he is. Because you, th- you think, <laughs> oh, he's young yeah. and he's a professional football player for Man United. Mm-hmm. And so he's automatically going to be cool. Danes mm. are quite cool, I think. Exactly. But he's very, very uncool. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But not freezing like not some freezing. of their neighbours to the yeah. north. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, w- would it be um, uh, Eric Ten Hag's, one of his great uh, victories has been resurrecting Scotland top in his career? Because like, he's just coming on, knocking him in. He, hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Resurrecting? He was, he's always he was a, on the transfer list. Was, wasn't he not player of the season? He was out the Jose door. Mourinho. He's, how yeah, long ago having, was that? Having played five league games. That <laughs> remember that? Yeah, remember yeah. when Marina did that? Yeah. It's super. What I also love about uh, Man United is like, almost like it feels like it's a false position. But actually, if the results go their way next Premier League round, mm. they could be well in touch with the top four. But Man United, mm. though. But, but li- listen to this. The goal difference of the top six clubs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Right? Top seven. Liverpool plus 32. Man City plus 31. Arsenal plus 31. Tottenham plus 15. Aston Villa plus 18. Newcastle in seventh plus 12. Man United, zero. That's <laughs> superb, isn't it? Yeah, Manchester United, though, it is the classic thing of, we're looking at the badge. You know, you see a, a game like this, Man United are back. You know, yeah. like we've, we've stopped all that mm. chat, of course. But you are looking at the badge. They're sixth. 
Mm. And at the moment, yeah, that's probably about Get right. The badge in. <laughs> yeah, let, don't forget that you've got. It's to play the first for the time under Ten Hag they've won away at a top team. Apparently, yeah. Well, as they put it on, um, I think it was Sky Sports News, uh, a top nine side in the league. Just convenient, isn't it? yeah. It's very convenient, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, so, but it, but it was a, it was a very good win from from their point of view as well. And McTominay again, you know, talk about Hoyland, um, you know, doing you know among the goals and so on. McTominay, he just he just has that knack about him. It was a beautiful ball in from Darlow as well, asking to be put in. Mm. And uh, McSauce was there. McSauce. McDominate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, now, uh, Manchester United, apparently the Glazers um, uh, want the players to start wearing augmented reality cameras, which would allow fans to watch games from the players' perspectives. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, a must-buy app for the Apple Vision generation. Yeah. If I was a decision-maker at Man United, mm-hmm. I'd be calling them up today going, are you fucking... Look, we never hear from you. You never say anything. <laughs> yeah. And the moment and I see I've got, got a little yeah. message from you, uh, I think, oh, is it transfer funds for the summer? Is it an upgrade to Old Trafford? Mm. You you want to do what? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you say augmented reality camera. The camera is just a camera. Yeah. The augmented reality, reality happens somewhere down the workflow. I'd like so to augment... I would like, like to, you to be specific about what cameras you want on the place. I'd like him to augment this reality out of his skull, <laughs> to be honest. That skull he's got... <laughs> That's your first protocol. That is the first. Get port. rid of the maybe, maybe in augmented reality, he, he has a full um, top hair, he's hair top. A, he's a skulleted fiend. He's a skulleted fiend. He <laughs> he's is, absolute yeah. skull. He's a skulleted fiend. There's no doubt about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, he's fiendish. He looks like an out of work magician. <laughs> in work, you never out of work. Yeah. But when he True, turns yeah, up, when he turns up, he you, go, uh, you don't want that. Nah, bit like. Although actually, when I was once upon a time, I was in Cuba. Yeah, and there was we were we were eating in this um, hotel restaurant. And there was a, a waiter who was going around doing a bit of some magic tricks yeah. and stuff. And we saw him do this at a table, and and suddenly people were like all oh, a bit shocked, and, and we were like, "What's going on there?" My mate and I were sat there. And he came over and he was like, he was like doing this little dance and being all kind of magicy about it. Mm, yeah. And he opened up my hand and put something in my hand like that, and then sort of took a step back and then as if to say, "Now open your hand." And as I opened my hand, <laughs> a sponge penis just went bump. <laughs> <laughs> My back, I see. It's great stuff. Magnificent. Yeah, it's great Brilliant. stuff. Yeah, that's knew, what Joel could be he doing. He knew his yeah. audience, and I'm telling you, that's basically what the Glazers have done if, there. If, he <laughs> if, he's, if he's not wasting his time buying Man United, he could be having a great time doing that. Sponge penises in Cuba. Give him a sponge exactly. penis. Give yeah, every Man United player a sponge penis. Exactly. Let's go pop it out. Is that a sponge penis where you, you just know? To see me? Yeah. <laughs> you know when to pop it in someone's hand, yeah. and you'll get a laugh. I'll tell you. Uh, right, Either a sponge penis. Oh yeah. dear, what have I done? Move on while he's doing that. Uh, now uh, we've been wondering for a few weeks if Jose Mourinho is going to do the honourable thing and oust Good Ten Hag, um, yeah. <laughs> Manchester United. Um, well, according to uh, German publication Bild or Bilge, as I like to call it, yeah. um, he's been learning German and would be very keen to take charge of Bayern Munich. Yeah, I mean, Harry Kane. Oh, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Just when I thought I was out, yeah. they dragged me back in. <laughs> Harry Kane, imagine this, right? Harry Kane gets his dream move to Bayern Munich, right. having never really won anything in his career, mm. and he ends the season trophyless yeah. with Jose Mourinho as his man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it don't get no better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, Bayern were beaten, smashed, you could say, by Bayer Leverkusen. Oh, they were 3-0. smashed, totally smashed. Bayer Leverkusen under Alonso. So good. I mean, <sighs> so good. If you, what go, he's done there. Granite Xhaka, can't believe his luck. Go, and if you haven't watched any of it, go and watch the highlights if you haven't got time to watch the whole game. Different gravy granules. It was incredible to, to see. It was just amazing to witness because it was a real litmus test and they just. They yeah. just uh, brushed, brushed, like they brushed them aside. They weren't even there, by But me. it is mad, though, isn't it? How Harry Kane, who's been playing really well for Bayern, scored tons of goals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, Bayern have won the league title in Germany every year since 1952, right? Mm. And that's a fact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Bundesliga was definitely still uh, was yeah. definitely there in 1952 as well. Um, Bayern is going to win the league. Yeah, they're five points. I think they're, well, they're four, five. five points clear, yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Well, there's there's um, a special OTC Reacts out this morning with the twinkly-eyed Andy Brassel and the brilliant Archie Rind Tut all about that game. Incredibly, Bayern only managed one shot on target in a Bundesliga game for the first time in eight years. Uh, so to hear more about the brilliant Xabi Alonso's Bayer Leverkusen revolution, just search on the continent and hit subscribe. Right, back to the Premier League. Uh, Luton Town 1, Sheffield United 3. Didn't see that one coming. No. Sheffield United's first away win of the season, which um, 
Chris Wilder did say, you know, it's ridiculous that it's come in February, but they've got it. Uh, they're seven points behind Luton, of course, who remain in 17th. But Luton will be pig sick because this was a real chance for them. Any sandwiches? Any celebratory sandwiches being eaten in Chris Wilder's presence, do we know? <laughs> uh, evidently not, because uh, he seems to be quite happy with... Um, if he's got anything work. about him, he would just celebrate with a massive... You know that picture, that famous picture of when, I think it was five or six years ago, when um, the team won the Super Bowl and they and they get invited to the White House, right? And normally they get a reception and all this kind of mm. stuff. And Donald Trump just got them all a load of McDonald's, right? And it's the biggest McDonald's order you ever see on like a load of tables in some reception room in the White House. Right. Yeah. Chris Wilder should have done that right. with a load of sandwiches, yeah. And then said after the game, Can everyone come enjoy it, have, have a sandwich, but also invite the referees as well and make a joke out of it. Then he would have re- rescued his reputation as being think, an angry old bastard. Do you think Chris Wilder's humour sort of no, reaches no. to those? No. no, it doesn't reach anywhere. I, no. I would say <laughs> it doesn't is, reach no. anywhere. Is why is nobody? Do, presumably, someone was dressed. Some wag would have been dressed as a sandwich. Should have been a hot dog, like a hot dog. Tim Robinson. Yes, yes, the leave. hot dog man. Yeah, yeah, should have done that, but they didn't. Well, well a lot of opportunities missed. Um, not just for sandwich. Yeah, it's a sandwich. Meat and bread is fine. Yeah, man, Burgers are sandwich. You don't yeah. think of it as a sandwich. Well, it's it's a hot dog sandwich, isn't it? Because mm. the hot dog is the, the it's sausage. The, it's the in, sausage. in the US, a lot of people call burgers a sandwich. Uh, yeah, a beef sandwich. A, a hot beef of, sandwich. A type of sandwich. Yeah, when um, your doctor says, uh, what do you usually... I eat a lot of sandwiches. Yeah, I, I do do that. Why is your cholesterol so high? Yeah, mainly Cholesterol. So. You're smart on me. <laughs> um, Marcus, um, are you, is it fair to say that you mm. are well and truly a member of the Ross Barkley off the plane now? After that, mm. I think you can judge him on that. It's a setback, though, isn't it? It is, a, it is a bit of a setback. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you need a player like that um, playing in a rather unfashionable um, side mm. to lift the England oh, team. I don't think the Hatters <clears throat> are un, un, unfashionable. I think they're the most fashionable, unfashionable side. Yeah. Listen, all I'm saying is if he carries on like this, Marcus, he may not. you may not agree with this based mm. on what you were saying earlier. He's going to be pushing a trolley. If Ross Barkley carries on like this, he may find it very hard to keep Drew Bellingham out the England side. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's definitely what I You're not say. rising to that one? You're not rising to that one. Not at the moment. I like... What about Here's Cameron? what I like about it. No, no, no forget it. Here's I'm, what I like sorry, about right, it. Sorry. Sheffield United, yep. away from home, yep. playing a 5-4-1 yep. and getting their scraps. Damn right. And I'm, 3-1 win off the scraps yep. is lovely stuff. Mm. Well, I wanted to mention Cameron Archer. Okay, yeah. He's played for England at under 20 and under 21 level. Yeah. With that kind of pace. Sang sleep and silence. <laughs> yeah, he took his goal superbly. Yeah. He looked like the fastest player in the Prem. Oh, I, know that's, <laughs> I know that's old uh, Mickey van der Ven at the moment. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a bit sort of, if you remember the Gareth Bale goal he scored for Real Madrid against Barcelona, it might have been in the Copa del Rey final, um, if my memory serves me well, where he kind of ran off the pitch to get oh, yeah, past yeah, the yeah, defender yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. takes a bit of a heavy Long touch. Long way around, yeah. But, then, but the heavy touch didn't matter because he was so quick. Yeah. He it just helped him get up speed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Archer's touch was, was better and his finish was, was, was very good, but there was an element of that the way... I mean, the defenders perhaps should have done a touch, a touch better, but Archer, yeah, he's exactly what you need to, um, to get everybody going. Uh, but they were they were great value for for the victory. You have to say uh, Mason Holgate um, and uh, Jaden Bogle and and Ahmed Ahmed Hodzic uh, at, the, at the back. Twenty seven clearances between them. Nineteen of them were headers. Proper old school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we exactly. talked about Luton playing direct. Yeah. And if you're Chris Wilder and you're Sheffield United, and we know that from previous seasons in the Premier League, Chris Wilder's got a bit of tactical nails about him. We've been impressed with his overlapping centre halves and all that kind of stuff, if you remember that. So we don't want to reduce him to this. But let's be honest, if you are playing against a team that's direct, that's, that was in the Championship last season with you, you think to yourself, right, lads, you know what you're doing here. Yeah. Mm. So we focused a lot on Luton, and Luton found themselves in a position where people were saying, oh, well, they should be okay here. Well, Chris Wilder and the boys had other ideas. You know? Well, which is sick enough for Luton because they've been in better form. Yeah. They had an extraordinary amount of the ball from what I saw at home to Sheffield United, but they it didn't translate at all to anything near a win. I mean, they got beaten fairly handily. So, I mean, maybe they're just not used to it. They're not used to having the ball. Well, maybe, maybe. Um, I just think they'll be desperate for it not to halt their momentum basically now. But I don't think it's anything more than the kind of you know. You know, a, a, a sticking plaster on Sheffield United season. Let's be absolutely fair mm. about well, that. Well, Chris Wilder. I mean, he said after that that loss against Aston Villa. You know, he said, you know, that will still hang around for a while, but we've got to to do work to eventually get rid of it. He said they needed to do two weeks' work after that one, but he was very pleased. And um, and he said with regards to the de- decisions which the referee made. I mean, there was a couple of. There was a very difficult handball in that game. Mm. Wasn't there? It was like a kind of, was Two he... penalties were given for, for um, handballs. I mean, uh, the one I'm thinking about Rob Edwards re- felt that neither should have been given. There was one I was thinking of where the ball was just kind of, it, 
seemed to just ricochet and hit the guy's arm in the air if he was jumping to win a header. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't want to see that as a penalty. Personally. No, I don't think anybody does really. Um, yeah. As I say, Edwards thought neither were penalties, but but Wilder said of this, um, he said, "Look, I'll pick the bones out of it tonight after I've had about six pints on the way home." Oh, showing off. Oh, mm. fancy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But do you think he is Pete Donaldson? I don't know, but well, clearly because Pete and Chris Wilder must have drivers. Yeah, <laughs> Pete doesn't have a driver. That's right. Yeah, yeah. not now. No, no not, not these days. Well, speaking of um, VAR and controversy and all that kind of stuff, in the Forest Newcastle game, did you see that one of the Forest staff got booked for waving an iPad with the replay of an incident at the fourth official? Imagine like pre-VAR, that would have been like your club would probably really heavily fined because you're not allowed to show like contentious yeah. decisions in the, um, the stadium, could you? Do you reckon they didn't a riot? Anthony Taylor's just more of a Samsung Galaxy man. <laughs> he's, more, he's more of a Google Pixel guy. He's a uh, Amazon Fire. Yeah, it could be. Tablet. He's could a be Kindle yeah. Fire, yeah. Tricky one for the fourth because he's thinking, well, I wouldn't mind to see him. But no, no, I can't look. I can't <laughs> I look. Can't look. <laughs> I mustn't. I mustn't that gaze upon it. It's a brilliant game, by the way. It, it was. Another, another game. brilliant game. If, if Newcastle start to sort of figure out that their fixtures mm. are pretty decent from now until the end of the season, they've played all the big guns yep. and they've only really, I think, got Arsenal left, I think. They have a way, yeah. Um, and uh, they, they could be in really, really good... Um, but they in don't look in control of games, no, do they? No, they just it's keep like, it's, 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 it's entertainment stuff, yeah, it really yeah. is. How doesn't like that comparison? No, no, no it was tough shit then. Well, stop well doing defend it. better. <laughs> yeah, stop doing it then. You've, you've got no excuses now. Your defenders are back, so... Yeah. Imagine, imagine if one of the, the journalists said that. You don't like the comparison. No, I don't really. And for these are the real... Uh, well, defend better then. Yeah. <laughs> just be better at it then. Stop being like the person you don't want to be compared to then. <laughs> stop wearing the clown clothes. Bruno yeah. Gimmerich scored a goal... Almost Two exactly like goals. Rodrigo Munoz score for Fulham against Bournemouth. Where he mm. goes around mm. on the back stick, no one saw him, and he rough smashed it in. Mm. It's a lovely Outside goal. Did you hear what he said when he he he's, he celebrated in front of the fans, and he said that he remembered that he was on like nine yellow cards or whatever the threshold is for the ban. Yeah. And he said, "I was going to dive into the crowd, and I thought, oh no, I remember, I don't want another yellow card. Huh? You'll get it in the next match. Yeah. 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 I thought um, surely that's the way to do it. <laughs> I thought it was a great run. I thought Forrest should have had a Penola late on as well. Yeah. Mm. Controversial one. That I tell you what, I was well impressed by as well. Apart from Gimmerish and his two goals. Um, Anthony Alanga's pace for his yeah, goal it's ridiculous. that was unbelievable afterburners yeah. it was Carl Walker-esque yeah, Alanga's between defenders they, but they've missed it over the season him and uh, Awanya being out yeah. so they've missed them both yeah. and, and, you know obviously being in Newcastle by myself oh yeah um, watching yeah. the do you support Newcastle the lack, the lack of, the, win. the lack of protection that the midfield are affording the defenders at the moment for stuff like the Alanga Give goal too busy getting goals mate yeah but people yeah, are enjoying yeah. it why, why are you being yeah. such a hater I just think Lewis Miley shouldn't be in there oh that's out Outrageous. Ruining a young man's, a young you... Englishman's career. I know you have a very, very contentious relationship with teenagers, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> so That's outrageous. He's 17 and he's he's basically... Shouldn't be there. Playing yet. playing for Newcastle at Forest is basically ruining his childhood. Is that what you're saying? It's, it's ruining his what, career. What ruined, what ruined your childhood at 17? Uh, not being Lewis Miley. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, mm. Yeah, no, that's... I would say it's the advert of the internet. Oh yeah, no. no I, was, I was trying to think um, when you were um, in the Scouts, but had you left by then? Uh, uh, 17 not in the Scouts. No, no, scouts. I was going to say that's yeah, like yeah. Uh, what's after the Scouts? Venture Mega Scouts, scouts yeah. Venture Scouts. Okay. Okay. You didn't, you didn't go for that. Didn't go for that. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah they blotted their experiences. They blotted their copybook. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> on a <the> stage. <laughs> Find the joke about it, isn't it? It's fine. It's fine. A joke yeah. about it. What's wrong with having a bit of yeah. bit, bit of banter about it? Eh? Yeah. But you started this. You don't started look at it. Me. Don't look at us like this, Speller. Oh, look at him. Like, yeah. Like he's trying to like oh. shuffle out of it. Like he started the whole thing. <laughs> oh, right. Dear. There we go. Oh, I hear one having a goals. good time. 90 goals in Newcastle United's games this season. Uh, 90. Too much. Too many. And Eddie Howe's got the cheek. Shit. Eddie Howe's got the bare-faced cheek. To say, <laughs> I don't want to be referred to as that. We don't want to entertain. No. <laughs> Eddie, you are enjoying it. You're entertaining it. both fans wherever you go. Exactly. Enjoy it. And that's why we love you and Mr. Tyndall. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAS Creator Network. Join Luke and Andy tonight for Ramble Reacts after Crystal Palace versus Chelsea. Oh yeah, I forgot I'm doing that. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope it's not a crap game again. Okay. Really, really, really sell it. <laughs> really to them. sell it. <laughs> Look, I'll sell it into you. It could be a great game. If it is, it's well worth listening to mm, Ramble yeah. Reaction with me and Andy. If it's a shit game, it gives me raw room to give Andy some pelters. So mm. there's always something to listen Andy to. Andy can find something good in every match though, I he find. Can. Mm. And I can find something to poke at Andy yeah. after every match. <laughs> there we are. Yeah. Uh do follow us on uh, X which was once known as Twitter. Oh, do you get will we known as Twitter again? I, mm. well I often say uh, Twitter currently known as X because yeah. I think this this um, it's a flash in the pan. Yeah, I love I it. So, yeah. I love X. I love the yeah. ladies. <laughs> 
that appear under every tweet. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm very popular with the ladies since Elon yeah. Musk took over. Yeah. Why, why, like my tweets. why are you slagging off Elon Musk when um, yesterday he gave everyone a thousand dollar incentive to buy a Tesla automobile? Did he really? Did he yeah. really? Right. Yeah, so what's, people what's don't buy thousand... cars in the winter, so I'm going to give you a thousand dollar incentive to buy one. Oh. Those cars are like forty grand, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. He also sent like a he also sent like a ten year old meme saying send nudes. Fifty-two oh, years old, good he is. stuff. Yeah. Fifty-two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a man! Hey? I know, what yeah. a man! Uh, what an achievement! He might be behind Disney. Yeah. Well, oh, really? Apparently so. That'll go well. Yeah. Well, go well. What else can he? Is ruin? he just going to buy stuff up that he personally he's doesn't just, like? He's going to buy like the World Cup. Oh, anyway, yeah. YouTube and Instagram are also on at Football Ramble. Follow us on Spotify as well. Tune in to uh, to hear um, Luke and Annie talk about what uh, will, will be a, a very very exciting game. Roy Hodgson's last game in charge, probably, or Mauricio mm. Pochettino's, depending on pick your poison. Tell you what, it's, it's like a WWE um, retirement match. <laughs> <laughs> Loser leaves town. They might be in a big cage. Who knows? And there we are. Uh, thank you, Luke Moore. See ya. Thank you, Big Dom. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. <laughs> Marcus, mm. would you like to hear a review, the only review yeah. of the form penis, the magic form penis oh, on really Amazon? Found one online. You know, like drop shippers have an obsession with finding the one item that isn't sold anywhere. Yeah, because they can make loads of money out of sure. it. There is only one purveyor mm. of magic yeah. form penises on Amazon. Right. So but that's I, a real kind of like, that's got to be a nascent be or your, burgeoning market. This could be your new infant chip bowl helmet. I could be the sponge penis millionaire. You could be. Well, I, I, I'll tell you because it was my review. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's from Thomas Daw, huh. one star. Oh, um, how, tire, how many? <laughs> five. Um, I got, I got four orders. Right, but four of them. Yeah. All the balls fell off the penises. Uh, I had to glue them back on. Yeah. Glue? How much? Uh, we just one star. I don't, I don't know, know how much. Oh, that's the review, is it? Uh, the spinach penis, uh, they are... How much do they retail for? They are... It just... Uh, yeah. There's no... There's no, there's no, no price. There's no, there's no price. See, you see I, think, I think maybe the one, as I, as I did stipulate, it's in Cuba. Yeah. And mm. maybe the old communist penises, they yeah. hold together. Well, yeah. maybe he just made it himself before he left the house. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the what are you doing? You're going to be late. Uh, give me a minute. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.